then it's at the dope. I do this too when it comes to gatherings and parties and, you know, I leave shit at my house before I go up in somebody's place. Regardless if I like the crowd that I'm around or if I'm cool with only a few people, you know, I leave that shit at the dope. Why? Because it serves no purpose to me. And bringing it and tagging it along with me as I'm going through my days and journeys, that just ruins the moment. I'm not the type of live in the moment type of gal, but I will live in the moment of happiness, through happiness, just so that I can later on figure it out later. I'm not avoiding it. I'm not, you know excluding myself from what is bothering me or what's triggering i'm just saying to myself right now is not the time it's a time and a place to deal with this shit and i'm choosing to leave it at the door momentarily so that i can return to it once again because just because you leave something at the door doesn't mean that it's not going to revisit you or it's not going to bother you or have an effect on you it is because you haven't you haven't overcome whatever it is that you're dealing with. You're still going through it. You put it on pause, pretty much. That's like that's like putting a movie on pause, right? You put a TV show on pause, and then you walk away, and, you know, you press play, and it plays from where you left off. But had you just left and not put things on pause, and you let that movie run and go, you miss so much. You miss a lot of you miss a lot of things in the movie because you chose to, you know, not leave leave off where you left off at. You you chose to just let it play and if you get home or whatever the situation is, you miss what you miss and that's that. Eventually those things you look past, those things you ignore, those things you you know, brush under the rug instead of picking it back up and observing it becomes a storage. Don't be a hoarder to your own feelings and emotions. Don't let shit pile up on top of each other just so that now your bottle is about to explode and one little thing can tick you off and eventually you will lash out on people. You end up hurting people you love. Just because you didn't take that time and space to leave it at the door, but also revisit it so that it's not weighing on you or it's not quartering your space and your atmosphere just because it's something you're dealing with. Oh, shit. What's going on with this car? You better get it together, brother. Um, You know, you got to be able to sit with yourself and say, you know what? Yeah, what I'm dealing with right now, I can't deal with right now. I'm going to put it on pause, but I'm going to revisit it. And revisiting, I mean, I'm the type of person where it's like, if I know that there are some things that are going to trigger me, I'm going to try my best to avoid it. Bro, you better slow the fuck down behind me. You're doing too much, man. And um, I'm sorry, y'all. Y'all already know me. I be over here road raging, knowing damn well they can't hear me, but y'all are listening. I'm sorry about my complaining. But I'm the type of person 
who has to deal with whatever it is in the moment. And I'm going to speak personally for myself. I can only speak for myself personally. One day I came into work. I was already, like, having trouble sleeping because I just couldn't help. But I just was in a shock. There are some times in my life I go through a shock of, like, disbelief. Like, my mother is really not here. I can't believe it. And I go through so many thoughts of, like, guilt, of all these different things of, like, oh, man, I'm, I feel like I'm not remembering my mom. I feel like I'm not celebrating my mom enough. I go through so much shit in a shock, in a disbelief shock, and sitting with myself saying, like, damn, this is, I can't do this. I can't do this without my mother. I have those feelings sometimes where it's, like, I do want to give up. I go through a lot. I do want to give up. I don't want to do this anymore. This isn't for me. Why am I put in this place? Why am I put in this position? Those are my thoughts when I go through the shocking of disbelief. And I just had enough of putting my feelings aside and leaving shit at my door every time I left my home. Because when I re-entered it, those feelings came back. It, it wasn't as if, like, I brushed it away it was like it's in my face I can't do nothing about it I can't keep running from it I gotta face my fear I gotta face the problems that I'm trying to avoid and I had to take a bro you're gonna fucking hit me bro oh hell no I need to move this dude this dude is about to hit me y'all I ain't got time I don't got the time or the place right now I just want to get out of this lane because this dude behind me, he's really going to, he's going to run into me. The next time I break, he's going to run right into me. I need to get up out of here. You're doing too much, man. Sorry for that interruption. But I've been, you know, I, when I go through those phases, I really have to sit with myself. Like, I can't avoid it no more type of thing. I'm getting the fuck out of this lane. Got me all types of fucked up. Um, and, um, I'm sorry, y'all. I be really, you already know. This is the last time I'm apologize. Just speak with me. Um, you know, I went through that phase of just, like, damn, like, I can't believe this. And I had to take a personal day. Like, I let my boss know. I let my bosses know. And I told them, like, today's not a good day for me. I'm emotionally exhausted. There's certain words that I use to describe how I feel without actually stating my feelings. Because... One, it's harder for me to explain myself to people that are still strangers to me, and I'm building that relationship with my boss. And, you know, I got a new boss, so things are a little different. But I had to explain. I had to use certain words to describe, like, you know, I am dealing with this, but this is how I'm going to cope with it. I needed to take a personal day to visit my mother's grave and just sit and listen to me speak on off of my heart, off of what I was feeling. And I was talking and talking and talking. I probably sat with my mom for about an hour and a half in the cold. Like, I don't give a fuck how cold it is. I'm going to see my mother, whether it's raining, snowing, I'm going to her grave and I'm going to have that peace of mind with her. Her body's there. Her spirit will touch me the moment I speak. That's how I feel. That's how I speak. That's how I understand energy. 
So as I'm speaking, I'm unraveling all the things that I've held then. All the things, oh God, what is going on? He's digging up his nose, for real, for real. I go, I'm sorry, y'all. I'm just comedy right now because I just see things and I say things. Bro, what the, what the, what? If you're going to get over like that, please say no. Jeez. All right. I'm trying to be all sentimental and explain this, and people are just getting on my nerves. But I had to go through that phase with my mother so that I could come clear with myself. And I pretty much laid everything out on the table, laid everything out on the table, and I just spoke freely, and I listened to myself as I spoke. I'm not the type of person that thinks while they speak. A lot of people say, like, that's impossible. But it's very possible. I'm the type, like, right now, I'm not thinking about how I'm going to speak or address y'all about leaving things at the door. But yet, I'm talking freely from my heart. I'm talking from the top of my dome. I don't need to think about what I want to express. I'm going to express it because that's how I function. And when I speak without a thought, I am so engaged with myself much more than I was once before as if I am thinking about what I should say or thinking about how I should feel. I know how I feel, so I speak that feeling. And after having those conversations with my mother, spiritually, I began to feel lighter again. Physically lighter, mentally lighter, emotionally lighter. Because I've laid it all out on a table. I didn't leave my problems and and, and sufferings and, and struggles at the door when I went to my mother's grave. I carried that shit with me. Although it was hard for me to carry, it was hard for me to go there. It was hard, it was hard, it was all hard. I still made it possible for me to actually physically do those things and take that shit with me when I left the door because now is the time and the place to do so. I created that space for myself to say, you know what? Enough is enough. I need to face this. I need to go through this because if I don't, it's going to break me. The only person that is going to break me is me and I can't have that battle with myself. I can't have that constant battle of not just going and doing it. There was a quote today that I had chose to, um, when we had our, you know, our PDs, which is professional development meetings. And the quote that I chose for today was, um, don't fight your problem. Decide it. And I think it was by Edward something. I can't remember. I'm sorry. I don't really remember last names very well. I don't remember names well as is. So y'all lucky I even had the first name, but don't fight your problem. Decide it. That was my quote for today for myself because I realized there's a lot of problems we go through, right? We go through a lot of problems. But you can't keep fighting your problems. You can't keep fighting in a sense. You can't keep complaining about that shit. You can't keep, oh, I'm not going home on the highway. This is bogus. This is crazy. I will be sitting here for hours. 
hell no. I'm good. Um, y'all, I'm sorry. But, you know, I had to take that with a grain of salt for me to say, you know what? That's right. I'm not going to fight my problems anymore. I'm not going to keep beating myself up. I'm going to be like, I'm going to own it. I'm going to decide in the moment what I'm going to do. And that's what that's what leaving it at the door does for you. Eventually, yeah, you leave it at the door. But every time you leave in the door, you tripping over the same shit that you left at the door. You got to eventually stop fighting and stop tripping over it. And, and, and just decide what you want to do. Decide how you want to handle it. But decide in a way that's healthy for you. Because people can sit here and say, oh, I go to the gym all day. I go to the gym, I exercise, that's a stress reliever. Okay, okay, honey, okay, honey, boo-boo, you can go to the gym and work your brain and work your body, but you got to remember, if you're not feeling good, your body's not going to feel good. It don't matter how good you get yourself in shape, if you're mentally not there and emotionally not connected to your body, you're not going to perform the way you shall. I've had friends go to the gym and say, I'm going to the gym, I'm going to the gym, but they're not losing weight. You're stressed, honey. You need to give yourself a break. You need to open your eyes and see that for you to be able to lose healthy weight, you have to be able to be in the right state of mind, mentally and emotionally, so that you can actually focus on your weight loss. Because you can be at the gym and you can be exercising but you're not exercising it properly. And what I mean by properly, like, it takes time. You got to be slow when you exercise. Have you noticed you see people in the gym and they going fast and shit? They going hard. They just going. They just going. They're not even taking their time to build the strength for their body because they're just rushing their workout. And it's because they're probably going through so much shit in their mind that, they think that going to the gym is going to be beneficial for them because, well, the gym always helps. But if you're if you're working out and you're fucking over here supersonic on a machine just to get it over with, is it really helping you? Is it really soothing? Is it really relieving stress? It just seems as if it's building more because now you're you're putting stress on your physical body and not your mental mind, and that's where like things can get tricky you're doing something for the physical and the mind but if your mind isn't meeting you halfway physically how do you expect to perform a good workout if you're not focused and I can go back to painting and drawing I mean me personally I've been there done that I used to go to the gym all the time was not helping then I had to say to myself, fuck the gym, and I need to be outdoors, and I need to walk in nature. Whether it was raining, snowing, I didn't give a fuck. If I was angry, I'm going for a walk. And I, I set a limit for myself because I didn't want to overwork my body. Eventually, I learned to, I was walking a mile. It, it, it takes 15 minutes to walk one mile, right? I'm telling y'all because I know, because I went through it. I've been there. I've done it. Eventually, as I kept walking, I, the matter I got, the faster I walked. So I was timing how long it took me to make five miles on my walk. 
one day it took me, I think, an hour and a half. If you do the if you do the if you do fifteen times five, that's you know I can't do math right now. Although that should be easy for me, but you know I right now I'm not focused on that. But that's how long it took me. Then eventually it took me ten minutes to do a mile. That's how you know your girl was heated. And I didn't rush to do my mile. It was just I was so frustrated that my heart. <coughs> excuse me my heart was racing so fast that I was trying to keep up with it you ever like get so angry or anxious your heartbeat is beating out of your chest because you're just furious you have these feelings these big emotions these big feelings that was me my heart was racing so fast it was racing faster than usual and I couldn't control it at the time it was all mental to me, but I couldn't control it because I was so freaking upset that had I just stopped in my tracks and took a deep breath instead of pushing and pushing and pushing and just going and going and going and pushing and pushing, I would have been able to control my breathing. My workout, my workout, my going out for walks were no longer soothing. It was stressful. So I had to pick and choose when I should work. If I'm not emotionally there, then I'm all right. If I can't write all my thoughts out, then I'm a paint. And if I can't sit with myself and paint neatly, because there's, there's a, listen, when I paint, I want to be in the best mood that I can be. Because if I'm not painting, I'm going to destroy my painting by being sloppy, by being just so agitated. And then I'm going to just say, fuck this, I'm never going to do it again. I don't want to have, I don't want to take the fun out of the things that are supposed to help me heal type of thing i'm gonna take my time i seen a guest up here but you came out you can pop back up in here if you would like to but it does take time like you really have to sit with yourself and say yo maybe i should just wait yo why isn't this lane moving you know or maybe i should take my time you gotta find that time to really deal with the things that you leave behind or leave at the door Wherever you're leaving shit, you got to revisit it eventually. But the more you keep storing the shit you leave and don't revisit it, you're going to you're basically bottling things up and creating stress for yourself. Everything is temporary, right? Everything is temporary, but energy lives on forever. Let that sink in for a minute. Everything in life is temporary, but energy lives forever. The things that are temporary in our lives that we leave at the door, we have to come back to it. It's temporary. It's temporarily going to make us upset. It's temporarily going to make us uh, sad. It's temporarily going to make us depressed. It's temporarily going to cause all these fucking feelings and emotions, but yet, temporary that's the word we we tend to forget things are temporary in life we got to be able to navigate and move around the temporary shit it's not the end of the world oh no it's never the end of the world it's temporary how you feel it's temporary it will get better as long as you actually deal with it things get better when you deal with it 
things don't get better when you avoid and push it away and create this idea of, oh, well, I'm just going to make myself be numb to it because I'm tired of having it. No, you're never too tired to deal with anything. You got to have to, you're, you're going to have to build that patience for, your, patience for yourself. Patience is key in life. Communication is even bigger because you got to communicate with yourself on what you want and how you want to own it and take control of it. And that's like the quote that I read to y'all, don't fight your problems, bro. You can't back up. Like you can't back up because you just should have let, you just should have, you just should have went. Goodness. Let me not, let me not respond to things that I can't control. (laughs) Um, But, you know, you got to sit with yourself and you got to say, you know, I have to deal with this now. I've had so many friends that, and it's so weird. I'm always that understanding, heart-giving friend. I care about people. Let me just say this. I care about people, right? I want everyone to do good for themselves. I want everyone to succeed in life. I want those things for people. But I had to learn that I can't want it just, I can't want everything so much for others if they can't get it for themselves. That I'm still learning. But I do always want to help people, no matter what. I'm just, I'm just that person. So I've had friends where I would tell them like, or they would come to me with a situational problem and they would say like, you know, Miss Breaker, you know, I feel like, you know, my my partner's not, you know, listening to me or not really, you know, making me feel like I'm loved. And how I would respond is, do you want me to respond or do you just want me to listen? Because I'm not a yes man. I'm not going to tell you what you want to hear. I'm just not. And however they respond is how I will respond. And I remember one of my friends came up to me about their partner. And I asked that question. And they wanted my opinion. So I gave my opinion. Now I know my opinion is not going to change anything. My opinion is just they want validation on whether or not what they want to do or what they should do is going to be beneficial for the relationship. Now, I said to my friend, like, I think maybe you're taking your relationship too far in a sense where it's going over your head. You know, y'all are still young. You're still young. I'm not saying you can't try to make things work. But if you're really uncertain about your partner and the relationship that y'all are building, then that's something you need to communicate. And my friend's response was, well, I did communicate all of that, but yet they're still not sure on whether or not they want to meet me halfway. And I'm a big believer on you got to meet people halfway. Like, I don't care what it is that you're dealing with or what it is that you're going through. You got to meet people halfway. If you're willing to do so, not just because they want you to, but if you're willing to be like, you know what, I should meet you halfway because I feel like this is going to be beneficial for the both of us. 
But when you have this high expectation of, well, we're in a relationship, so you should do this and you should do that, it's just going to bring conflict. If you're not sure what you want from a person, express that. And that's was that was the whole problem with right there, with the relationship with my friend. The relationship between her and her partner wasn't going to be beneficial. Why? Because they both were uncertain on what they wanted, but they were feeling the fact that because I'm sexually pleased by you and you buy me gifts, this is okay. I want this. That's not how you find and build love off of any type of relationship. It has to be an equal thing where I'm not taking advantage of you. You're not taking advantage of me, but we're working together on loving each other. Simple. It sounds simple, but it, it might not be very simple when you're actually doing it. But when you leave things at the door and you don't revisit them, it's going to take a toll on you. Why? Because you're choosing to numb yourself from something you need to go through. There's a reason why things happen. Things happen for a good reason. And I had to learn that the hard way losing my mother. I had to learn that she ha- she she can't be here with me. Why can't she be here with me? Because of the things that are happening around. All of these things that are happening around that my mom wanted, it wasn't going to happen. But just because she's not physically here with me doesn't mean that she's not spiritually here with me. I never felt so much closer to my mother when she was when she was here now that she's gone. As I said, energy never dies. My mother's energy lives through me all the time. Every time, every moment, every chance I get where I'm feeling down or I'm feeling sad or I'm just not feeling my best self, I know when my mother's spirit is coming to comfort me because those feelings disappear right away. And I said to myself, like, damn, why was I feeling that way? Like, what, what's really going on? That's how spiritually connected I am with energy and how energy flows very, very, very well through the universe. And I'm able to see different things for myself. But there's a lot of things we can't avoid, y'all. We got to go through it. We can't always leave shit at the door because then you become a hoarder to your own feelings. I remember telling someone, like, you just need to go through it. Just talk to someone about it. No, I don't want to talk to someone. I, I, I'm I, the type, yo, I hate to say this, but I can't stand people who say, I don't need to talk to anyone other than the people that I, am, that I have to deal with on a daily. And all that tells me is, you don't want to talk to me because I'm not the person that you're so used to speaking to that's going to agree with you and that's going to say, oh, yes, 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 everything you're saying, yes, 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 everything you're feeling, yes, 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 no, I'm not, I'm not that person. Don't try to come talk to me telling me that, oh, this is how it's going to be, this is how it shall be, don't do that to me because it's not, I'm just not that type of person. I'm not a yes man. I'm going to tell you how I think things are without logically while removing my emotions from your situation. Because if I think emotionally, we both going to be spiraling through your shit. I'm not going to help you. I'm not helping you. I'm hurting you. So why would I hurt you when I can actually help you think logically about something you're so caught up in your emotions with? That's where it boils down to. And I remember having to say this to a friend and family members too, like, stop sitting here 
hurting yourself because you don't want to speak up when you shall. If people are here around you, like, let me tell you, I got a cousin who don't like talking about the things she's dealing with because she feels like people are going to say to her, I told you so, I told you so, you shouldn't have did that. Or, oh, wow, what did you you expect was going to, you know, and I said to her, straight up, I said, am I ever, excuse me, am I ever like that to you? Do I ever throw your problems in your face? Do I ever bring up your past and say, well, look at this. You did this. Do I ever do that to you? I never do that to you. Why? Because I know we're not perfect, yo. And what you go through is your own lesson. It's it's up to you whether or not you want to listen to it and learn from it or you want to keep repeating the same shit. How badly do you want to grow from whatever it is that you're dealing with? How bad do you want to leave this shit? How bad do you want to overcome it? You got to show for it. You got to actually do something. But you can't be over here fucking, oh, I'm not telling nobody nothing because, no, no. Go to the person that's right. And sometimes you don't know who's the right person to speak to, but you know Oh, y'all, listen, this is a good gem to spin for y'all. A good gem that I will share is when you're dealing with people, just know and pay attention to how they speak when things get complicated for them. How a person talks about their problems and their issues, listen very carefully because how they talk about their problems and also how they talk about others' problems, other people's problems, will dictate how they're going to talk about you and how they're going to treat you. I will never, and they say never say never, but that shit doesn't exist in my my universe. So just throw that out the window while you're listening to me. That don't exist. Never say never does not exist. In a sense of when you don't want something to happen or when I say I'm never going to do something, I mean that shit. There's no, there's no but after. There's no, oh, there's none of that after in my universe. If I say I'm never going to do something, I mean that. I'm assertive of that. It will not come back to me. And if it does come back to me, I know better, so I'm never. And one thing I will say is, like, when you deal with people, you get to understand how people function based off of their own problems. I had to learn this the hard way, too, last year. Like, dealing with certain people, like, I had to listen. I had to be more of a listener than a speaker. And this time, I listened to my intuition and not necessarily listening to what a person is saying. I'm listening to how my intuition is reacting towards how they're expressing themselves. And the moment I got this feeling of, oh, yeah, they messy as fuck. Oh, they, oh, 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 they, they, they are tab holders. They like holding tabs on people and, and, and throwing that shit in their face. I'm just building up who you are based off of what you tell me and what I'm feeling from what you, you from your story. That's it. 
I don't need an explanation on why I don't open up or why I'm not saying this or why I'm not doing that. I don't care when people say, well, you're never open with me. Yeah, I'm never open with you because you're not a genuine person I actually want to open up to. It's a feeling. It's mutual. Understand that part. It's a mutual feeling that we have for each other. I'm not going to sit here and I'm not doing it. I'm just not. I'm all for me and all for me only. So if you feel like you got to talk bad about people because of what they do or how they pursue things or how they do things, why the fuck do you think I'm going to have a conversation with you about myself on what I do and how I do things? It just doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense to me. And that's where we tend to wrap our heads around bullshit because we're all stuck in this space where we're like, oh, we need to know this. Oh, why don't they do this? Oh, you see this? Oh, you see that? They acting funny. I don't give a fuck. When people say, and this this is one thing I don't like, but I don't tell people this because it's just not polite, but. When people tell me, like, oh, I was going to call you or, oh, I was going to text you to invite you, but so-and-so said, listen, that thought of, oh, I was and I was and I could, I don't care about. You don't need to address any of those things to me because it's not important to me. So that's how I feel. Like, if you ain't going to invite me now, don't tell me how you was going to try to invite me later. Because if you were trying to invite me, you would have spoke out. You would have reached out to to me to, to, to take that invite, for me to accept that invite. You don't know until you actually ask or do so. So for me, it's like, I don't care about what, whether or not you thought or you wanted to or you felt. I don't care about those feelings. That's, that was in the past to me. Tell me what's going on in the present. Because it just makes me look at you differently. It's like, damn, you made an assumption and you moved off your assumption instead of just doing what you said you were going to do. I don't care for it. You do you, boo. Just don't let me know about anything that happened in the past that has anything to do with me, especially when it comes to an invite. I'm the type of person, I don't care. That last minute invite, not going. I, I just, that's how I am. If you are, if I'm the last person to think about to invite to a place, don't invite me. Because, especially if it's last minute, just don't. Because I'm not going to show up. And I'm being real. Like, this is me being real. And I say this to people. And people get mad and be like, oh, you're so rude. Or, oh, you shouldn't be that way. Or, oh, this. Uh, Y'all, the light is green. Go, go, go. But it's like, I don't care about that stuff because that stuff doesn't, that stuff don't do nothing to me. But at the same token, it's like, for me, I would rather know the day of or know whatever. I don't care if you think I'm not or if I'm busy or whatever the situation is. I don't really care. Just, Just be real with me. Be honest. But you do... You do have to revisit the things you leave at the door. Because if you don't, you know, you start 
snapping on folks. You start treating people differently. You start acting a different way. I mean, people are going to see your actions. People are going to know what's going on because of, you know, they're not going to know exactly what's going on, but they're going to know something's going on. And if you don't approach the problem right then and there, at least approach it later so that it doesn't have an effect on you and so that you can be happy with yourself. I know too many people that be fucking bringing shit with them while they walking through the doors. Don't give a fuck about the people around them. Don't give a fuck if they hurting people. You know, it's hurting folks. Not giving a damn. It's like, what is going on? What is all this for? What, what's really the story? What's the real story here? Oh, damn, it's a big ass flood over here. You know, like, what is really going on? What can you do to help yourself move forward? Like I said, whatever you choose to do, pay attention to your body language. Pay attention to how you're performing in the thing that you're trying to do that's supposed to make things less stressful. As I said once before, going to the gym, you go to the gym so much while you're stressed, you're going to start doing exercising more harder exercise. You're not going to take your time going to the gym. You got to take your time. You got to have patience with building muscles, building whatever it is that you want to build for you. But writing, you got to write. Make sure you're focused on whatever you're writing on and just focus on that. I'm back. But focus on you. If you're painting, if you're writing, if you're drawing, and you feel like you're rushing, you're making too many mistakes and it's stressing you out, stop doing that. Think, fucking take deep breaths. Listen to your breathing. All those things are very helpful. And I'm not just saying it just because those are tools that I use in school, but those are tools that I use in my life. There are times that I really just got to take a breather and be like, you know what? Let me count to 10 and breathe. Listen to my beat. Listen to my heartbeat. Listen to my breathing. All of those things will eventually soothe my mind and pull me away from stress. But to sit there and leave that shit at the door and hoarder my feelings up and bottle them up and say, oh, well, I'll deal with it another time. And keep putting that shit to the side. You're just hurting yourself, man hurting the hell out of yourself and there are sometimes like I mean I have very very few friends that know how I am and I feel like a lot of my friends feel as if I am a mysterious person because I don't get into details I'm like I'm I'm a detailed person when it comes to drawing writing you know I can express to the T your girl can express I can do those things but I choose to avoid a lot of things because like I said I've been there, done that. There are things that I will talk about. There are things that I won't talk about because either I'm still dealing with it or I just, it works me up so much that it's not worth talking about. And I don't need to explain myself. I remember having a conversation with a cousin and they wanted to know some information and 
straight up a conversation i feel comfortable talking to you i hope that they care enough to respect my wishes pull your leg and oh just tell me no no is no and no is that's that's it that's my definite answer no i'm not doing it i shouldn't have to explain why it is and that mentality will get you so far because folks yeah, people want you to talk about things. Yeah, people want you to get over it. Yeah, when people want you to stop suffering and being in pain. But you got to go through that shit on your own. You got to deal with that shit on your own. And you got to know, only you truly know how to deal with the things that you go through. Even your therapist will tell you. I can suggest these things for you to do. But at the end of the day, it's up to you to make that decision. I can tell you how to get over something. I can tell you how to move forward. I can show you how to move forward. But it's up to you to make that decision. And if you don't make that decision, I mean, it's it's not a bad thing. And it's not necessarily a good thing. But you you got to go through the things you're dealing with. And I feel like a lot of communities of people of color have this idea of let's brush it under the rug. Let's leave it at the door. Let's leave it in the closet. Let's pile the closet up. Let's pile the living room. Let's pile this. Let's pile that. You're piling shit everywhere to the point that your fucking space that's supposed to be a safe haven is no longer safe. Don't worry, it's ruined. It's ruined with a lot of unnecessary bullshit that you can just simply go through on your own. But instead, you're choosing to avoid it, you're choosing to ignore it, you're choosing to let it affect you more. Your, Your battles with yourself is when you have a battle with you you're hurting you at the most. You're hurting yourself at the highest point when you are struggling with whether or not you want to or you don't want to or it's all it all starts and begins and ends with you. And that's how people need to look at their problems. Anything that starts, it might not always begin with you. But hell, it takes two to tango, so it can't just it can't just always be you, but you're a part of it. But you gotta sit back and say, you know what? You know, it is I did say a few things that was wrong and yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're a person that can't own up to your wrongfulness, if you're a person that can't take the initiative to build a better space for yourself. I'm not saying that any of that is wrong or that you got problems. I'm just saying, like, you got to acknowledge it now. Don't wait too late. You know? I may have said this once before, like, the villages that I've now created out of kind of just distancing myself from 
the village I was born into, I didn't just leave that at the door. I still carry some of that shit with me. I don't necessarily leave it at home. I do carry some of it with me, but I don't carry all of it. I carry the things that I've learned from it. There are some things that I do leave at the door when I when I go visit and when I am inter- in, uh, interacting with my old village, I do. I go back to them, I speak with them, and I talk to them, I respect them. I can't control them. I can't control whether or not they respect me or if they disrespect me, but I can definitely put them in their place and let them know, like, wrong one today. You got the wrong one today. I'm not putting up with this shit. I've been putting up with it far too long. Now it's gotta put. I gotta put it into it. No matter how many times I reflect on that, I never allow those things to push me into the things that I don't want to do. I don't want to be disrespecting my aunts and my uncles. I want to respect them, even when they do disrespect me. But that shows that I can be a bigger person. And I can be a much more a mature adult than they are. That gives me pride. That's my pride right there. The fact that I'm more mature than you in situations that can be tough, oh, that's, that's a, I need a cookie for that every time I do it. Because I'm learning from myself and I'm learning how to take ownership of me. I'm not letting the things that I take with me that I want to leave at the door, but I take them with me so that I'm aware of these things and that I know these things and I have the knowledge to say to myself and think logically, like, you know, yeah, this happened, but, you know, this is what I'm going to do differently. I carry, sometimes you've got to carry certain things with you when you're around certain people because it helps you better function. It helps you navigate around folks better than you ever did before. I don't know about y'all. I can only speak for myself. But there's never a time where I say to myself that I'm leaving everything at the door. Because when I'm around them, there are some things I still carry with me. And it's not always, it's always, it's kind of subconsciously I carry those with me. Because I'm still learning myself. But I really, I've, I've come to a realization that the things that I carry with me are things that I do want to approach. I do want to speak on. I do want to shed light to. But because I am still in the angry phase, I'm still angry, y'all. I've been through a lot. Y'all might not know very much, but you know so much that I tell you. But I'm still angry. I'm still angry with a lot of things because there are a lot of things that I've lost that I can never gain back. That has a lot to do with memory. And when you lose memory, whew, it's hard to it's hard when you lose memory, especially something physical physical. A physical memory is hard. It's really, really hard. Let me see if I can do I can I turn do I need to turn down this can I turn down the, yeah, I'm gonna turn down this street. Damn, my windows are fogging up. But um you know, like I've learned so much from myself just based off of how I deal with things. I had to learn, like, I can't keep putting shit aside. Like, I got to approach them. And it's not necessarily finding closure with a person. It's finding closure with myself. I think I have a podcast on what closure means to me and how I handle closure and 
you know, what I do with it. And for me, it's like, I've learned that closure is not necessarily the closure you need from another person. Like, my whole friendship that I thought, who, who I thought was my friend, was not my friend at all. Just pretty much used me for the comfort of herself because they didn't want to feel alone while we were in college. That's what I've kind of come down. That's what I've kind of balled things down to, like, okay, so you did this X, Y, and Z, and I've come to the conclusion that this is what it is. And as much as I would like an apology, it doesn't mean that I'm going to receive it. And I'm okay with that because I got to be able to find closure with myself, with the person, so that I can move on. I don't hate them. I don't wish nothing bad on them. You know, I wish them all well, and I wish them nothing but the best. But I am just not that person who is going to be, like, texting and calling. Nah, I'm going to give you your space, the space that is needed. And whether we are friends or not, it is what the fuck it is. I'm cool, and I hope you cool, too. But this is how I feel in this situation, and I'm going to move forward. And that's just how I am. Like, I don't really care about whether or not you hurt me or whether or not I need an apology. Motherfuckers know what they do to you. At the end of the day, folks got to live with that shit. The shit they put you through, you got to sleep at night knowing how you treated a person and what you did to a person and how you disrespected a person and the the trauma you caused towards a person. You got to sleep with that. That's heavy on your chest. What I can do for me is I'm a I'm a sit with myself and say, you know what? It's not that big of a deal. I understand now why this person treated me this way. I understand now why things went left and why things went the way that they did. And because I have that understanding, I have now found closure for myself. So I, I have no need to bring shit with me. It's done and over. End of that chapter. Moving forward. From the failures, I've learned from my successes. I've learned from it all. Because I'm choosing to. It's a choice for us to either whether it's a choice that we have whether or not we want to leave that shit at the door or bring it along with us and to every room that we enter it's up to us that's the choice that we have and if you make that choice to bring it with you and take it along and blah 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 that's all you just know take ownership into your own bullshit that you create because sometimes we create our own bullshit. We create the shit that we go through. Sometimes. Not all the time. Sometimes. There's some things that are out of our control, but we have to deal with it. We have to face it. We have to conquer it because that isn't place for us to face. And for me, it's like knowing that you have that control 100%. Over you. you. You can only control you. That's it. You can't control others. You can't control 
events and situations. You just can't. But the best thing that you can control is yourself. How can you leave something at the at the door? Leaving all of it, every piece of it, without trailing any crumbs as you walk into a new place or you enter a new door. How can you leave it but also come back to it? That's the question I had to ask myself too because it was a it was a question I was brought to myself. And I said to myself while explaining to someone else, like I said, I listen to myself as I think. I don't think before I speak, I speak. And I had to say, like, you know, I don't know how to do that yet. I'm still learning. And that's me being honest. That's me being truthful of that. I am aware that I am doing this very often. But yet I'm trying to engage from the norm that I've created for myself. And by doing that, I have to disengage how I am handling certain things so that I am not just always leaving everything at the door and not taking anything with me or leaving some things at the door but taking too much with me. Because I want to be able to build that foundation for myself where when I'm around folks, people don't know the difference. And it's not because I'm trying to hide anything, but it's just, I'm okay right now. This is a place for me to be okay. Excuse me. This is not a, this is not the time and place to be complaining. This is not the time and place to be raging. This is just, this is not just that time. Damn, that shit was squeaky. And that's how I feel people should navigate now you do what you want but i gave a lot of gems in this talk listen to how people talk about people and themselves because that is a true factor of how they will approach you how they will talk about you and how they handle certain situations for themselves you know there's one more thing i was going to say but i just got sidetracked but I will say this, one thing my mom taught me and one thing that I had to revisit, there's someone on TikTok that reminds me of my mother so much. The relationship that she has with her daughter is such a beautiful thing to see on media, to be able to create that space to say, look, parents, single parents, you know, this is how you should approach your child. At least this is what I feel like helps the both of us because we're communicating. And... When she was just like, you know, your friends shouldn't know too much of your business as far as relationship. You're in a relationship with someone your friends don't need to know. Your friends don't need to know everything about your relationship. The things that are big in your relationship that could be troubling needs to be a communication between you and your partner. You don't need to involve your friends because involving your friends will only hype up or add more fuel to the fire, and it's not necessarily going to be beneficial. And that was something my mom taught me as well. You know, you can't tell your friends everything. You can't talk to your friends about everything. Because your friend might just be low-key plotting, low-key hating, low-key wishing things don't go well for you. 
And it's not even, you know, they might not even be doing it just because they don't like you. They might love you. They might like you, but how they are perceiving certain things that you're dealing with, they're going through, they, they might be a little jelly. And that's okay, but just know, like, pick and choose your battle on how you express and address certain things that you're going through. Like me, I will say this. This is the last thing I'm going to say because I'm almost home. And I just want to kick my shoes off and chill. But I had a friend that didn't, um, I had a friend that invade and has a tendency of invading people's privacy. And she would do this, I mean, he would do this by being on the phone. And every time he's on the phone, his girl is in the room. And the phone got to be on speaker because the girl want to hear what the conversation is about. That is that is very triggering for me because it's like, is everything okay? Like, are you in a domestic? Are you okay? Like, you know, that's a safety hazard for me. If you on a phone and your partner is like, oh, I need to hear the conversation, you don't need to be with that person. That person is trying to control the narrative. That person is trying to tell you who and who cannot be your friend. That person is not the person you want to be with. And um, long story short, I remember approaching my friend about this, and I told him, like, bro, I don't appreciate how you let your girl be on the phone while I'm talking to you about something that is very personal to me. I don't know her enough for her to be making judgments and statements about me. So can you not do that while I'm on the phone with you? His response was, I would try my best. And that right there left me with, you don't respect me enough as a friend to respect my privacy, so I'm not going to be open. I'm not going to be open with you. Keep a lot of shit to myself. Deal with a lot of shit on my own. It takes two to tango. If I I don't like something, I'm not going to deal with it. If you're cool with how that is, then that's you. And if other people are cool with how that is, then that's them. But that's not me. And, like, coming to that realization for myself, like, you know, I can't. Damn, they lost the, they lost the good one. I can't um sit here and meet people halfway just because that's their situation. If I don't agree with something, I don't agree with it. I'm not going to change something just to fit your liking. No. Respect me, respect you. And I'm not the type of person to be like, well, how would you feel if I did that? No. Everybody's different. Everyone has a different tolerance. And I don't expect people to have the same tolerance as I do. So I'm not going to approach any situation like that. If you don't think it's a problem, I don't, I'm not going to sit here and fight you on it. I'm going to just keep my distance and keep shit to myself. Simple. I can control myself on how I expose myself and address myself rather than trying to sit here and figure it all out.
but uh that's that's what it boils down to i made it home y'all i'm about to kick my feet up chill for a little bit i'm gonna cook dinner but i hope y'all took oh there's somebody in here i'm gonna add you in here before i leave because it's true you know leave it at the door Girl, thanks for expressing yourself. Yes. Okay? All right? Thank you. Express yourself. Uh. Right? Yes. Because that's what this is really about. Is you finding your own self-expression. If that, like you said, if that works for you, cool. But um, I'm going to express myself like this. Yeah. I'm going to stay in tune with myself. I want to vibrate with my yeah. I'm going to go for what I know. And if I fall, that's my lesson. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to adjust. I'm going to get up, dust myself off, and keep on doing my thing. Yep. You know, my individual thing. Yes. I'll reach out for help if I need it. Okay. Because I ain't no lone soldier. Yeah. You know, if I need to talk about something, let me talk about it, express myself. I'll listen to another point of view to give myself just another way of seeing a situation. Because sometimes we don't always see our shadow. Yes, that's true. And and when we're in relationship with one another, we get a chance to talk to somebody else about a similar subject and stuff like that and get a perspective on Mm -hmm. it. So... I, you know, I'm all down for perspective and learning me. If this, my conversation with you helps you learn you, my conversation with you helps me learn me. Yes. Okay. And that's the first person, that's the first person who's learning. Okay. First person. Life is first person experience. But we having all these secondary experiences and third dairy and fourth dairy and first generation and second generation experience are we having the same experiences that our parents had and that our you know our grandmas had and our great grandmas had you know what we need to get some perspective because i need to check some generational stuff at the door too oh yeah i'm saying yes you know and that's what this is about it's about becoming free indeed it's right because about being freer and more and more yourself every day you wake up Yes. Being Being more and more yourself. And that's sobering. Mm -hmm. It's not sobering for me to be you, to do you, to do it like you did it. I'm sorry. It's not sobering for me. It's not your experience. That's what I'd be saying. Exactly. The DNA is different. All the backdrop is different. Everything Mm -hmm. is different about my life. So there is no sameness. There is none. The only thing, only sameness in this is that we're all operating by one power. Yes. Now, how you and that one power interact, interact to integrate yourself with that one power, that's going to be different. So mm-hmm. I can't follow your plan. Yeah. Five steps to a blessing, three steps to a transformation. I can't do it. For real. <laughs> I gotta be for real myself. For real myself. I can't eat like you eat. 
That doesn't work for me. I'm fixing my tuna right now. I thought you was over there making some food. It's California time, girl. I'm over here making lunch. You know, but I can't I can't eat like you eat. I can't take the medicines you take. I you know. Mm-hmm. The only sameness here is that it's one power. And we talk spirit to spirit, but we can't, we are here to harmonize. We are not here, harmonize with others, be in concert with others, but we're not supposed to change our sound for another. Yes. It's like one band, one sound. Well, well, you know, you know, that's debatable. Sounds like love. Yeah. But even love is going to show up different for me. How I express that love for myself is different from me, you know? So I just wanted to say, when you say leave it at the door, look, I'm going to leave it at the end of my fingertips because that's as far as I can go with you. Mm -hmm. Okay. I can't, if I go beyond my fingertips, I am in no man's land. That's not the land I'm supposed to be in. I'm supposed to be in my land. Felicia Mm -hmm. land. Okay. Yeah. What are you doing in Felicia land? Are you, are you taking care of your home, your true home, your body, your soul, your spirit? Or are you over in somebody else's bodily experience, soulful experience, and you're leaving your shit unattended? Mm-hmm. So I thought what you would say, I just came on because lunch just started, but um, I heard what you were saying. I was like, girl, at the end of my fingertips, I leave it all at the end of my fingertips. I leave you at the end of my fingertips, I cannot, mm-hmm. I start and stop with myself. Yes. And I interact with my one power. That one mm-hmm. power, I interact with that one power as you and the one you interact as this one power with me. We supposed to be different. Yes, we're supposed to be different. You don't, you can't, and that's the thing. A lot of people don't know that. A lot of people on this trend of, oh, I gotta be like them. Oh, I gotta be like them. But it's like be your girl, best. Girl, I am fifty-eight best years old. I'll be fifty-nine. Be fifty-nine in January. I was like, follow them, follow them. I was a follower when I was younger. That was when I was a kid. When I didn't know yeah. no better. Yeah. <laughs> and there yep. was always a strange result when I wasn't minding myself and making decisions for myself. I end up in a trick bag. Right, I end up with somebody fooling me, not being straight because you think they're being straight because in your mind you're coming from your heart, and in their mind they ain't coming from their heart, they're coming from an angle. Yeah. So I just say that you know I love talking with people, I love exchanging ideas, but at yeah. the end of the day, the idea is me. I do the idea that's best for Felicia. So I just wanted to say I loved your conversation with part I heard of it. And keep on keeping on. Thank you. And just like, let's reach out and holler at one another. I like this platform because it gives us a chance to express ourselves. Mm -hmm. And then to to hear another view. You know? So when we read, uh, you know, we read something. When we read a book. If it's not for us, if it doesn't inspire, if the words don't inspire change, hmm, that's okay. 
But if they do inspire change, that's because I'm ready for the change. Yes. Amen to that. Right? Got to be ready on your own time, on your own terms. On your own terms. Like when I need to know know more about, you know, eating good and eating well for my diabetes, I'm ready to change. Therefore, that information changes me. But if I ain't ready for that change, I bat that shit away. Yep. I don't care how many nutrition classes I go to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm mad about something. Yep. I ain't convinced that your way is the right way. Yep. But when I'm ready for my change, I can yep. take a little information with me. Yep. When I got a pocket open, I can take something home. Mm-hmm. So we just have to clear space. We Our job is to make space between yeah. our thoughts create space in our life, let go of the things that no longer serve us, you know, just a dump. It's like the Shawshank Redemption. Take that wall down a little bit at a time and shake it out your fucking pocket. Yeah. <laughs> Don't leave no crumbs behind. Don't leave, look, right? Dust it off. Dust it right? all off. So let, let it go. dissolve. Let's let the old stuff dissolve. Yes. You know, let's try not trying to convince anybody of our change. Let's try to not convince anybody of our program. Let's wear our program and let that be the show yep. and tell. That's what they call show and tell. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. So conversation has sparked something in me. And as I'm eating this avocado, <laughs> <laughs> I am going to be thinking on this but leave it at the door i say leave it at the end of your fingertips <laughs> see you later take, take like care that. mama thank you <laughs> take care you too bye-bye <laughs> later but that's truthful you know you learn and you see things and you pay attention to a lot of things but at the end of the day your experience is yours and Sometimes you got to learn for yourself. It's not necessarily learning from others. So for you to learn something, you got to experience it. And if you don't have any experience with it, you can't learn from it. So when I used to tell, like when people used to pressure me to talk about, you know, my feelings about my mom and how I felt I was already doing that. Every chance I had alone, that's what I was doing for me. I was trying to understand my feelings, trying to understand myself, trying to understand where I was coming from, trying to understand where this pain was pulling me the most so that I can observe that. And once I got to that stage in my life, I was able to cope with it better because I was dealing with me. I stopped putting shit aside. I stopped numbing myself. I stopped taking shots. I stopped smoking. I stopped doing a lot of things to distract me from my true pain, my true shit. And and, and instead of leaving it at the door, I dealt with it. And, you know, that was all in one. But when you have people around you saying, oh, you need to do this. And, oh, you, you're not yourself anymore. I'm not myself because I'm fucking dealing. Let me deal. And just learn how to deal along with me without trying to make, force me to change right away. I need to change on my own terms. So when I had friends telling me all these things, oh, you need to do this, oh, you don't, oh, that's not healthy. I said, you don't really know what's healthy. 
you still have your mother here, living, breathing, alive. Take this time to learn from my lesson to reconnect, reach out to your mother. Build a relationship with your mother. Because if you hear how I speak, it ain't going to bring nothing but guilt. Because I've already sat enough with myself to know how I feel and to understand where it all comes from. So if you talk to me, I'm going to have you thinking deeper than life itself. And that's not something that people want to have in their life in a moment, especially when whoever or whatever the person's dealing with hasn't really affected them because it's not, it hasn't been their experience yet. You can't talk on things when you don't really have true experience with it. So when my friends used to tell me, oh, my mom, oh, your mom, you know, and I would say, I think the first conversation I had with somebody really like put a snap to me and was like, oh, we can't do that, Miss Frega. Because it kind of shook the room and I, I feel everyone's energy is very uncomfortable. So let me just close my mouth and uh, leave it in my pocket. <laughs> because everybody done shook in a room or leave it at the tips of my fingers and just you know let it let it let it drizzle and let them sit with that but the first conversation I had was just knowing that the good mother that my mother was my children will never be able to experience that true love of a grandmother and that shook the room and I knew it did. And I knew I knew what I was pushing my limits, but because I already walked down memory lane and walked down that 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 pain, it didn't have an effect on me because I understood that I just have to teach my kids about my mother and and give them that love that my mother gave me. Because they're going to receive that love. It's just gonna be through me. Energy doesn't energy never dies. So when I realized it shook the room a little bit, I said to myself, like, damn, you know, it is what it is. And this is why I don't have conversations with people that aren't level-headed with myself, because it's hard for them to connect. It's hard for them to understand and see those points without thinking, like, oh, you got to speak to, oh, you're still dealing with it. Oh, you know, you, you got to you gotta move forward. No, 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 no. I'm not telling you this because I'm dealing with it. I'm telling you this because this is what I see. This is how I dealt with it. And if you're not spiritually connected with yourself or if you're not even connected with yourself, period, you're not going to understand my my, my talk language. You're not going to understand my spiritual talk and how connected I am with me. That will always be a problem because you don't understand why I feel this way, why I think this way. But I do. Until you walk the path, the path that I walk in your life and how you deal with your journey, you'll understand. But because you're inexperienced with what I'm dealing with or what I'm going through, I have to leave those things at the door from you because you're not going to understand. We might have a shared experience of the loss of a parent, but your relationship with your parent is with yours and my relationship with my parent is mine and it's going to be different. And that's why it is okay to leave some things at the door and leave people out of your space because you can't be conflicted with somebody else's opinion if they don't have the experience. 
and that's really what it boils down to. You not having the experience and what I've dealt with, can't talk to you. And even too, if we have the same shared experience, our experiences and that experience was different. We cannot relate. We can relate on an emotion, a feeling, but we can't relate in experiences. And that's it. So although we are still connected, we are disconnected. Because you may have lost your mom and hate your mom's guts, but I lost my mom and I loved her to death. And I'm still loving her. So that experience within itself is different. We can have a mutual thing going, but the outtake, the intake of that experience is build uh, who we are and how we address things. And that's what it comes down to. But that's all I wanted to say with to y'all. I'm about to see what I want to chef up over here. I'm still debating on whether or not I want to put beads and beads in my braids in my hair. I did some single parts. I want to put bees. Trying to do the natural hairstyle. Trying to switch it up a little bit. Don't know what I want to do exactly, but still debating on that. I want to, but then I don't want to. It's weird. But um, that's all I really want to, sh- you know, share. I'm thankful for Felicia for coming up here and sharing, you know, her thoughts and what she felt because it's important to hear other people's opinions. And hear what other people have to bring to the table, especially when they have that experience. And like I said, you gotta go through something. You gotta you you gotta know you gotta know one to to know when things are okay in a sense of knowing like what it is that you've experienced to speak. And I don't care what your opinions are, honestly. I just care that you can understand what you're what you're saying makes sense. And when she said, leave it at the fingertips, I never thought of it that way. And that brings me to think to myself that maybe I should do the same, you know, and I like that perspective because it gives life for me a different perspective on how I deal with things with people in my experience while still leaving it at the door and at the fingertips. So I appreciate that 100%. But it's just me keeping it real with y'all. Tune in whenever you can. Definitely reach out, speak. Let me know if y'all ever want to come up, have a topic you want to talk about. I'm always free to make time because my time is valuable and I know y'all's are too. So that I take value in and I respect 100%. So if any of y'all just reach out to me, you can reach out to me on Wisdom, you can reach out to me on Instagram, um, Facebook, I don't really do just because that is personal and personal, it means family and that's, you know, that's something you got to earn. So until then, that's what it would be. Follow me on TikTok as well. You can follow me on Twitter if you want. Um, I don't really go on there to talk, but I do tweet randomly. But this is Keeping It Real with Miss Breaker.
at the end of the day, leave that shit at the dough and move forward in life. Because at the end, eventually you got to revisit those things. And at the end, you just got to deal with people and feed people with a long spoon when it comes to your business or when it comes to how much you want them to have access to. One love, y'all. Stay blessed.